0: Hey team, welcome back to 2022 and 2022 Challenge Podcast. My name's Craig, I'm your host for the series. If you're here for the first time, well, wow, thank you so much. It's really great to have you here. I hope you enjoy uh, what we've got on offer today. If you're back again, uh, it means a world. Thank you so much. Um, you know, we work hard to to speak to people and add value. Um, can I ask um, if you're listening in that you give us a, a like? Uh, Give us a bit of a rating and subscribe to the podcast and then share it with people who you think may get value from listening into it. Uh, That would mean the world to me as well, so we can grow that audience. So if you're not sure what the 2022 and 2022 challenge is, during January of this year, I decided that I wanted to support mental health and rugby in the UK, Brave Mind and Head for Change. Two charities have been working in that space. And then I thought 2022, let's raise 2020 2022 pounds. And then I came up with this idea of um, covering 2022 Ks. So that's the premise of the challenge. That's where we're at. That's what we're trying to achieve. Um, The podcast is a supplement to the challenge itself and uh, it's been a real learning experience for me and I've thoroughly enjoyed um, the ride this year as well. So there you go. That's the challenge in a nutshell. Now, before we get into the interview, I want to cover off three things. Uh, The first thing is... The target, so I've got 152.8 k's to go before uh, the 31st of December, so I'm on track with that. I'm covering between 15 and 23 kilometers a day. The fundraising target, um, we're adrift 826 pounds, so I will just keep uh, moving on with the fundraising until we've achieved that. Basically, what I want to do is... um, uh, raise a thousand eleven pounds for each charity. I think that'd be a great target to get to. The second point is the giveaway that we've got, got on. So I have a number of um, prizes that we're going to give away between now and the end of January, or at the end of January, uh, we will can we will fundraise um, through uh, donations to the uh, challenge. So basically, um, I've got. Four pairs of, uh, well, Two pairs of trainers, pair of boots and rugby boots and a pair of um, basketball boots. We're going to give those away. I've got a hoodie, uh, a long sleeve t- top and a that I've been kindly donated a food hamper from Robert Shaw's farm shop. Um, so they will form the crux of the um, giveaway. All you will need to do is make a donation uh, via the Just Giving pages for either Head for Change or Brave Mind. Uh, tickets will be £3. I will put more information on the Facebook page, but ultimately when you make a donation, if you put your name down and then uh, beside it just say giveaway, uh, they will know that you're making the donation uh, for the giveaway that we're running. So, like I said, three pounds, it can be more, that's great. Um, And we will continue to do that. The third thing I wanted to say was just a quick shout out and thanks to James Robert Shaw from Robert Shaw's Farm Shop at Keelum um, in Bradford. Fantastic food there. Uh, If you haven't been, beautiful pies, beautiful meat, uh, great fruit and veg. The um, hot shop, the kiosk outside makes gorgeous food and the um, the outdoor area with plants and at this time of year Christmas stuff uh, is top notch. They'll be closing at 5 o'clock tomorrow night. Um, they will be heaving. They're very, very busy at this time of year. You can go in and um, you won't be able to move for for so many people being the shop. But I just wanted to say to James and the team at Robert Shaw's, thank you very much. A bit about them, they've been around since 1929. Uh, they are into the fourth generation of butchers. James is the head honcho out there. And Harley, who I coached, uh, Bradford Salem, uh, is a butcher as well and is coming through the ranks. So it's great to have that uh, family connection uh, in the business. And yeah, that's uh, that's those three topics that I wanted to cover. So let's get on with the uh, chat that I had with Ocean. Here we go. Hope you enjoy it. Right, let's go. Hey, Yosh. Um, welcome to the 2022 and 2022 Challenge podcast. Uh, thanks for coming on. Where are you at the moment? What are you up to?
1: Um just in Macedon at the moment, just come back from uni break and with the family, just come back from India actually, and yeah, just at home training and enjoying summer break really.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. How's the summer break been?
1: Um, it's been pretty hectic. The end of uni I kind of found out that I was going to India for this New Zealand development tour. So I didn't have much time to relax. I was just straight into training, hard training and getting, while moving out of my hall and into my flat and coming back to and to pack to go away on tour. So it's been pretty hectic, few weeks, but we're now a bit more relaxed now. <laughs>
0: cool. Thoroughly enjoyable, I'm sure. How, um, so where are you going to university then and what are you studying?
1: I'm in Canterbury University, just finished my first year. Did a Bachelor of Laws and a Bachelor of Arts, majoring in sociology and minoring in Te Reo Māori. So, pretty hectic first year, but it's all over now.
0: Excellent. How how many lectures did you get to?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a a good question, actually. Um, Not many but I still managed to pass the past year pretty well, so doing well, it's doing something good. right.
0: It's not about quantity, it's about quality, isn't it?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice one. Um, look, you've had uh, congratulations on sort of your cricketing career so far. It's been it's been really, really interesting to track your progress. Um, when did you start playing cricket?
1: Um, I actually started quite... I wouldn't say I started very young like other players. They probably started in club cricket at like five years old. But we lived in the Cook Islands from when I was seven to ten years old. So we moved, after moving back from the Cook Islands, we moved to Masterton. And that's kind of when we got into cricket. Me and my brother and sister, we joined a little incredible team in Masterton. And (laughs) just went from there, really. It was pretty simple at the start. just having fun every, every Wednesday or so. So that's kind of when my cricket started, yeah.
0: Excellent. And so what other, like most Kiwi kids, um, what other uh, sports have you played and that you've been drawn to over the years?
1: Oh, first few sports are probably like basketball and like a bit of ripper rugby in Hamilton. That's, that was a pretty common sport back there. But then we moved to the Cook Islands and I, that's when I got into netball and volleyball. So played quite a few different sports, but it was really cool over in the islands playing volleyball, something different like on the beach and some like really hot weather. And then even netball was really hot over there. So coming back to New Zealand was a lot a lot cooler playing in the winter with netball, playing outside. So a bit of everything. <laughs>
0: A jack of all trades, I like yep. it, like it. So, which would most most people play a number of sports and and will like different ones for different reasons. Um, which one? It may be a dumb question actually because people would think that your favourite sport may be cricket, but it could be something else. Instead sort of which order would you, if you had a choice?
1: I think I, at school I probably my first few years of secondary school like year nine, year 9 and 10 I was really into my netball and played quite a high level i played like senior a netball and reps teams so I really enjoyed netball just because it kept me really fit and cricket was more of my second sport so I probably enjoyed netball as a, when I was younger but getting a bit older and got a bit more serious and way more competitive so I enjoyed cricket more, growing, going into my last few years of secondary school. So, yeah, and I've I've done like I've done swimming before competitive swimming, and I didn't really enjoy it because it was just by myself, and I like to be in a team. So, definitely love team sports.
0: And getting up early in the morning to go to the pool.
1: Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan of those early winter mornings it's at the- five o'clock. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. How have you found uh, varsity life, uh, you know, first time away from home, properly away from home?
1: Um, I think I was quite nervous at first because I've always lived at home, never – a lot of my friends have experienced boarding school, and I've always lived at home, so I thought it was going to be really challenging. But I've been – I'm quite used to going away from home with sport and stuff, like playing domestically. We've had, like, rounds just all around the country. so. I go go away from home quite often, but not for long periods of time. So I thought that it would be quite challenging, but I really liked it being in a hall of residence. It got to meet a lot of people and be around a lot of people at times. But, yeah, I really enjoyed it.
0: What was your repertoire of um, uh, cooking meals like before you went away?
1: Oh. I didn't actually have to cook meals at the halls. It was all fully catered, but I actually wanted to be self catered because I love cooking and like healthy meals and just kind of doing my own thing.
0: Nice, nice. And um, so when you're at home, what um, kind of food do you like cooking? What's just, your go to dish?
1: Uh, mm, probably some pasta. It's <laughs> nice and simple. <laughs> or a roast dinner is quite good. love a roast. The roast set at the halls weren't very nice, so like to come home to a nice lamb roast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Somebody else cooking that?
0: Pardon? Somebody else cooking that? Nice to come yep, home and be treated.
1: That's, that's, that's mum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Marston's pretty small. It's a rural area. Have you enjoyed being in the Big Smoke or biggest Smoke?
1: Um, I mean, if I, if I could have a smaller town, I'd like it to to go to uni. I really enjoy Marston's size, like just having not many people around and being able to go across town and it's only five minutes away. So everything's close together and you know everyone around you. So I really enjoyed that about a but it was a bit more challenging going to a bigger city and just, and not having a car as well, just having to transport myself other ways. So I found it that quite challenging with the amount of people and just everything being further apart.
0: Yeah. How far was it from um from the halls to cricket?
1: Depends on where we were playing each weekend, but it'd vary from about 10 to 20 minutes or just like traffic, half an hour. Sometimes it could be on the other side of town. So yeah, that was a bit annoying, but it's
0: you gotta You'll do what you've got to do. Yeah, you hook up a ride with other people, yeah.
1: Yeah, my friends. I've got a few good mates that I played district cricket with throughout secondary school. So that are down in Christchurch studying as well. So it's good to have them there who are a bit older and can help me get around a bit more.
0: Yeah, well, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Um. So recently, um, I saw an article where it said that you've just been contracted. Yeah. Um so who are you contracted to or and what is that what does that mean?
1: Um I'm contracted to the Central Heinz Women's team which that's uh, like a domestic domestic women's team in New Zealand for cricket and I've been in the squad since I was 15 so pretty familiar to the uh, the environment so I've been training with them for quite a while so it's pretty special. To be contracted this season and like getting the opportunity to be paid for cricket, to play sport and to even get match fees as well, which is pretty nice being a uni student, being able to play sport and earn some money.
0: So let's let's put into context, um, that'll be like playing county cricket level in in the UK, yeah? Yeah. So let's let's shout that out. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Especially to be paid for what you love doing.
1: Yeah, definitely. And um, playing with my best mates as well. I think that's yeah. been a highlight. Playing with my good mates and just going to have fun and getting and – that's a job for me. Yeah. So I think that's been pretty cool.
0: So describe what it's like being on the road
2: then.
1: Away with the cricket team?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, well, it's pretty with, – with Central Districts, everyone's everywhere. so. Got ranges from Nelson all the way up to New Plymouth, so all the girls are based in different places. So it's good to like in our rounds to come together in camps just to see everyone because we don't see we don't get to train with each other often like other districts. So in association, so I think that's what makes our team really special is that we all we all work hard by ourselves and then come together as a group, and I think that's that's pretty cool in itself that we have a cool team culture based on that.
0: Is um, is CD uh, the biggest um, district um, by distance? Is it bigger than Northern districts?
1: Yeah, I'd say so, because it varies from New Plymouth all the way down to Nelson.
0: Oh, yeah, because it's split by Wellington, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, makes it challenging at times, but sometimes you just have to deal with that.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I think that sort of brings a special kind of connection with with the players and the coaches. So, yeah. walk us through um, so some of the highlights so far for in your cricketing career. Walk us through some of the highlights going through secondary school and through to where we are today.
1: I think skill cricket has been a big part of my cricketing journey with our our first eleven team, coached by dad and a few another girls, dad as well. We qualified for the Gillette Venus Secondary School Nationals in our in our first year we made it through and I think that was pretty special coming from a small, small little town with a school of 250 girls to be playing alongside. Schools with massive, massive roles. So I think that in coming second and second and third in two different years, that was pretty special. Just like coming from a small school and just being really good mates and going along and having fun, and making my debut for the hinds was also pretty cool. I was actually at um, an age group tournament under 19s in Christchurch, and then I got the call up. Some some of the girls were sick, so that was pretty cool. I was really really rushed, but yeah, really cool to make my debut at university over in Dunedin.
0: What What's it like going from playing school cricket to playing age group girls cricket and then being pulled into the senior team? What are the What's the um, Let's start with the grounds, the condition of the grounds. What are the grounds like compared to when you're playing school cricket to sort of first class cricket.
1: Um, I guess skill cricket's a lot more a bit more chill, just not as much maintenance with the ground, be it one of our skills. So that's all nice. this all nice to play on, but definitely not as high high quality as the first class grounds where there's groundsmen that are constantly maintaining the pitches and giving that's their job. So I think it varies quite a lot and yeah, the definitely the level at first class is definitely up
0: there. So when you got pulled into the senior squad the first time for your debut, um, what was the environment like?
1: Um, kind of got rushed straight from the airport to the game, so it was all a bit, bit crazy and overwhelming, but in the end I knew all the girls pretty well and a lot of them have co- had coached me in age group cricket, so it wasn't too nerve-wracking for me. And I'd been in the squad for a few years, so I guess that was good having having those girls around me and playing alongside them.
0: So talk us through what it felt like to walk out to the pitch the first time on your debut. Uh,
1: to be honest, I was I was really nervous, um, and it was televised as well, which didn't help. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just just really nervous, just trying to hide from the camera, but, but yeah, that's probably what was going through my head at the time.
0: Excellent. What a great experience. Mum and dad there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mum and dad were there as well. They drove up from Christchurch or drove down from Christchurch and yeah, for them to be there was pretty special.
0: So I'm going to go back to the finals for, uh, for school. It must have been a pretty special moment for Dad to have taken you through coaching the team, you know, and being there with you for the final for those two years. How did that feel?
1: Um, I guess it was good knowing Dad was there coaching and just the amount of work he put behind the scenes with like myself and the team, like putting in a lot of hours like after work, after long days of work and being a principal, I think. Pretty pretty cool, Woody what he could do and just this just the expertise he has with yeah. cricket
0: what's he like coaching what's his coaching uh, style
1: a lot of talking <laughs> a lot of a <laughs> lot of demonstrations nah yep. he's good i think when i was younger i was a bit more talk back to him all the time but now i'm a bit more switched on and listen to him
0: yeah yeah because so, he knows
1: what he's talking about.
0: Well, you come to understand that after a period of time, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so talk us through uh, your speciality then.
1: Um, well, leg spin, which I'd say is probably the hardest type of bowling, most difficult to master. So it's definitely been a long journey, learning leg spin. I taught myself, I taught myself how to bowl it to begin with, but it needed a lot of developing. And I've had a number of coaches over the years. And Dad's probably been one of the biggest role models with the leg spin just because he he can bowl it as well. Bowl it pretty well, teaching me new variations and it's good to have him here as well, just talk about it. And but yeah, definitely and there's, there's not many girls in New Zealand who bowl it so that's been quite difficult as well, not having many people to relate to, like skill wise.
0: Your father was one of the best leg spinners or leggings, that I'd ever faced and <laughs> we grew up together. So you know, it's just crazy. Especially the speed he could bowl on that. So he always thought he was a swing bowler when we when he was <laughs> when he was younger. Um, so you got the right person looking after you, yeah. you know, and giving you guidance. Um so you hear about sort of a lot of these guys that make up different names and do's and all that kind of jazz um is there anything that you like or that you're working on you know you've, you've got your stock ball what would your stock ball be normal leggy
1: yeah just a normal leg leg spin and i've got a top spinner as well and at the moment i'm bowling a googly, but just developing that further so I'm confident to bowl it in the game, bowl it well in the game, especially at first-class level. I mean, I've bowled it in club cricket and trainings and everything. It's just finding the confidence to be able to bowl it at first-class level.
0: Is it one of the um, deliveries that's quicker than the other or slower than the other?
1: I'd say my normal leggy
3: is probably the quickest.
0: Yeah. Very good. Very good. What about batting? Tell us about your batting ocean.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um yeah, I've been always been quite an aggressive batter, quite impatient, but over the years I've been a bit more patient but still like to be quite aggressive. That's why I prefer T twenty type formats rather than longer one day formats. But my batting's coming a long way, and I'm progressing further with my one day game, which has been good at club level as well, just get, spending time out the middle, and yeah, spending a lot of been working a lot on my spin game as well after being in India and just facing spin. so yeah,
0: yeah, we'll come on to the Indian tour shortly. <laughs> that sounds like it was pretty epic. Um, I was gonna I was gonna ask, so you're playing. Ladies' women's cricket down in Christchurch.
1: Yeah, just club club cricket. Just it's kind of just like district cricket back home, but down there they have club.
0: How many um ladies are playing men's
3: cricket?
1: Probably more common here in Masterton, but not many. We I think at the moment women's cricket is quite big that we just have our own own competitions now. Yeah. which is good.
3: Nice one.
0: Nice one. Um, what's your favourite pitch that you've played on?
3: Um,
1: I love Hagley Oval. I think it's cool vibe, cool vibe there and like a really nice ground. I also really liked playing at Eden Park. That was the first... First um, domestic game, women's game, played there. Our team played. So that was pretty cool. The stadium there's Wicked and just being the first team to play there and actually getting to play was pretty cool.
0: So, yeah, Eden Park's like, well, they're both iconic, aren't they? Hagley.
2: Yeah.
0: Hagley's beautiful. Um, Eden Park has always seemed to be just like a postage stamp. Um, Is it that small? Pardon? Eden Park, it looks really small when you watch it on TV to play on. Is it a big, big ground or a really small ground?
1: Oh, it's quite a big ground. It's just a weird dimension, like very wide on the leg, like wide leg side, and then just long, quite short down the ground. So, yeah, it's quite a, it's quite an old ground.
0: So, there are, how many other, how many other, uh, apart from India? Have you toured yep. any other countries yet?
1: No, that was my first tour.
0: Excellent. Well, let's have a chat about that then. Um, so you you got uh, you got an email. Um, got the email. You got the email. I had to keep it quiet. Um, <laughs> probably some of your family went around the countryside saying that you've been successful. <laughs> 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 um, and you got to go over to India. What was that like traveling over there? What was the what was the trip like to travel across? Because it's a fair hike.
1: Yeah, I think for me, I've done a bit of traveling before, um, but yeah, it was definitely challenging. With we there was a lot of us, and we had a lot of bags, so we had to be at the airport, airport nice and early and crash it and get there a decent few hours before check in. Just to make sure everything was running smoothly. But the flight to Singapore was definitely really long 11 hours, but managed to get through it all right. And then stopping over in Singapore and then flying to Mumbai managed oh, it all right. How long was that?
2: That was about Mumbai's six life?
1: hours. So
0: six that's hours? Not
1: bad, then. Yeah, not too bad the travel. But yeah.
0: business, business class or economy?
1: Just economy.
0: Dang. Thing. <laughs> I'm sure that'll come. Um, so walk <laughs> us walk us through uh, India. So yes. what, what did you do there? What what did the tour involved?
1: Um, so when we arrived, we just basically got straight into training the next day, and basically the whole trip we we had several trainings and we had quite a few rest days and then about seven games played across two grounds. We played at D.Y. Patel Stadium, and then the MCA ground. So, yeah, pretty cool. Really, really cool country. A lot of people, and, yeah, no, nah, really, really cool country and cool culture to not, be we're not in anymore, are we? Not And the traffic, crazy. Yeah. Tuk-tuks everywhere. Cars beeping at each other. Yeah, definitely... Quite a contrast in the rich and poor, which was quite sad to see. And, yeah, it was just really eye-opening just what other countries are like.
0: So you played the West Indies. How many games did you play against them?
1: We played two games against them, which we ended up winning the series, well which was cool.
0: Yeah. And um, so you're always trying to benchmark see yourselves against uh, different teams. What was it like? Uh, how well did you play against the Western East two in that series? And what were they like playing wise
1: They had just been touring. They had been on the road for about a month, so they'd got in quite a lot of cricket as a team playing Sri Lanka, and I think they went to America as well. So... They were really really powerful side, I think, just like comparing to their women's team as well can hit can have big shots. and I think think we did pretty well against them. The first game where we a bit our first game hit out together was a bit bit uneasy, but the second game we managed to take away the win quite easily. So I think we did well against them.
0: Yeah excellent. How did you do?
1: yeah I, I had to captain the side, so I think I was a bit bit nervous to begin with, but yeah, just try to go out there play my natural game and not overthink it too much.
0: Excellent. Um yeah, I should have said earlier in the before you, when we started, congratulations on being named Captain. Um how did that yeah. come about, and how did you said you felt a bit um You know, being captain for the first time. How did you feel about being selected as captain or being asked to be captain?
1: I was actually asked in at Christchurch Airport, so I had to and didn't get the team didn't get told to for a few days, so I kinda had to keep it to myself. But no, I was really excited. I'd previously captained the under 19 CD team, so and like school team, So I've had quite a bit of experience captaining sides. So I really, I really enjoy it as it gives me something, something to focus on, I guess.
0: So let's put that into context. What other, what was the caliber of players like in the squad that you toured with?
1: Um, we had a one of the girls in our team has actually played for the White Fern, so the women's team. So that was cool having her experience in the team as a keep, wicket keeper, and just getting as much off, getting as much experience off her as possible. And we've had most of the players are contracted domestically, so we're all quite. On similar wavelengths of our ability and experience, I guess.
0: It's fantastic. You can learn and you can share ideas and thoughts yeah. as you're going along as well. Um, so the is it the DY Patel uh, Stadium? I've seen yep. some photos. That look pretty awesome. Um, yeah,
1: massive stadium.
0: It? Yeah. How many did, did they tell you how many people it could um, fit?
1: Like forty thousand.
0: All Over right, so it's probably about 100,000 then when everybody gets jammed yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I
1: think the Australia women's team are playing India at the moment and they've filled up the stadium, look pretty big and hectic.
0: Yeah, excellent. And uh, how many spectators did you have for those two <laughs> <few> games?
1: <laughs> Definitely not that many. We just had a few, few randoms. <laughs> and the parents, the parents yeah. making up the numbers.
0: <laughs> no, that's good. How many um, parents were able to come across?
1: Only two, well, my parents and another girl from CD, so only the CD parents came, which was, I guess, it's a big ask to come all the way to India, but pretty cool to have at least a few parents there.
0: Yeah, definitely, especially short notice. Yeah, definitely. Getting time off work and and the likes.
1: Visas, everything. Yeah,
0: someone to look after the rabbits. and.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Um, we should have got the rabbits in, actually. <laughs> <laughs> nah,
1: Keep so, them out so, of it.
0: Yeah, maybe next time. Um, so then was the were the games against India at a completely different ground?
1: Yeah, the, the Mumbai Cricket Association Ground, which was a lot quite different to the DY Patel Stadium, as this other ground was a lot more. Kind of, it looked a bit more traditional based, and didn't. It wasn't a stadium or anything, but it was quite cool to experience that type of ground as well. But yeah, quite different. Very different tracks as well.
2: Yeah, quite hard to play on.
1: Yeah, the first pitch we played on was like a dust bowl. (laughs) You couldn't couldn't face anything really was a really difficult pitch to play on. And I think for us New Zealanders, um, it was quite hard as we've, we're used to roads in New Zealand and in India. We had never experienced anything like that. So our first game out on there was really challenging. And I think that reflected in the scoreboard as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Was it against the West Indies or was it against India?
1: India. Gets India. Our first game against India. Okay, right. Yeah. And just them having already experienced those type of conditions and been playing not been grown up on them, they were just class.
0: <laughs> when you talk about dust bowl, what describe a bit more what that means.
1: Mm-hmm. Orange, dusty.
0: <laughs>
1: What's it? Yeah, not not a hard surface. Just nothing you've ever seen before.
0: <laughs> so but for for a spinner? How did that suit you, or was it? Uh...
1: Um, probably, probably not us New Zealand spinners. I feel like we bowl a we bowl a bit quicker, so the pitches were really slow, and they probably suited the India Indian team a bit better as they bowl a bit slower, but really rip the ball. And I think, yeah, it made it a bit difficult for us adjusting to that.
0: Good learning experience, though.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So you described that they're, you know, they're um, you guys bowl a little bit quicker, especially from a spin point of view. Um, yep. What about uh, pace bowlers in both sides?
1: Pace bowlers, we had, I'd say our pace bowlers were a lot quicker, and they were actually quite successful over there. Just so, and they and we we got they got quite a bit of swing. Which was cool for them. India um, had a few quality in swinger bowlers that were just classier. Yeah. Young as well, really young side. Just really cool to see how their cricket, how they developed their cricket.
0: Nice one. And um, so you said their class, good spin bowlers. What's about what was the batting batting like? What was their batting side like?
1: Battings side, definitely they hit the ball really hard, can play spin really well. And I think that's definitely something we've learned is that they've got they've got a really good strength of playing spin and that's something a lot of us have taken away is to develop our spin game.
2: Yeah.
1: So yeah, they can hit the ball really hard and just really good technique. And yeah, playing well, to all areas of the ground.
0: Oh right, okay. And sort of the subcontinent are very well known for being really risky when they backed. Why, yep. Were the girls like that as well?
1: Yeah, definitely. Just, yeah, really risky compared to us.
0: More traditional.
1: Yeah.
0: So what do you know what their um, coaching pathway is like?
1: Yeah, I yeah, actually was, heard that a lot of, apparently a lot of those players they finished school in year ten and just full-time cricketers basically. so that the Indian side have been together for about six months training and getting ready for the under nineteen World Cup, which is actually in a few weeks in South Africa, which a few of the girls from um, my team are going to, which is pretty pretty exciting for them. Excellent. A few of us are too old yeah, so when do you
0: So you're 19 already, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I'm 19. It's just the cut-off date is two months after my birthday, so. Oh,
0: right, okay.
1: Yeah, so just depends when you're born, really,
0: but. So is there another, is there under 20s or 21s, or is it straight through to women's now?
1: Yeah, straight through to women's.
0: That's a shame. That would have been amazing. It would have been good if it was in the UK. And you were eligible.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
2: definitely.
0: Um, so what was the highlight of the tour for you then?
1: I think the highlight of the tour for me was the girls that I went on the trip with. I think we've I've been playing against them for years, since I was like 12 or 13. So just, be, just getting to know them, girls from other associations and becoming a really close group. And I've made some really cool friends and just been able to experience India with them, I think. We had some really cool moments and just experience the Indian culture and the food and everything, I think, was a highlight and just becoming a close group.
0: That's fun. One. That's fun. Um, so where to for uh, this season? What are your plans for this season? What are your goals?
1: Um. Just coming back now, I've just gotten into some intense training for Super Smash in New Zealand. So it's our domestic T20 competition that's coming up. So I'm heading away on Boxing Day to play in Super Smash a few games before New Year's and in the New Year. So, yeah, just training hard for that.
0: From From a training point of view, tell us what it was like training in India.
1: Really difficult. You didn't feel very good in the nets, (laughs) and we had quite a few net bowlers that came and just spin all day. And yeah, you'd go out feeling terrible. (laughs) Just not like New Zealand, where you you come out feeling good. I think just like a challenge being in the nets, just trying to be disciplined and like it wasn't coming off the bat as it usually does. Just different conditions. I think just trying to adjust to that was hard in itself.
0: And what were the net bowlers like? Were they sort of local? Were they part of the Indian Academy that had been selected, or were they local club cricketers?
1: At, at the first ground, we had a few few boys that were part of like this Indian Academy, and at the second ground, yeah, it was a lot of the local kids, local boys really, not many girls, and yeah, just can turn the ball a mile. So I think that was really cool for us to experience that because. We don't really experience a lot of turn in New Zealand, whereas in India, they just turn the ball and it's cool to be able to play against that because it was really challenging.
0: Humidity, heat? Oh,
1: terrible. <laughs> I was just sweating the whole time. And because I'm quite a sweaty person, and like, I mean, I do like the heat, but training in it a few hours a day and yeah, really hot, 33 degrees with, and it wasn't even the hottest time of the year, it was yeah. the winter. So I think that was quite, that was another thing we had to adjust to was the heat and, yeah, adjusting to that, really.
0: Was it humid?
1: I would say it's humid, they wouldn't say it's humid.
0: Right, okay, yeah. Not there,
1: not the highest humidity they'd have, but for us New Zealanders that it, it's very, very humid.
0: Yeah, loads of awesome experience to take away and learnings. Um, What were their leggies like then? Were they ripping the ball as well?
3: Yeah.
1: um, I'd say, yeah, they've ripped the ball a lot slower there. But similar to all their spinners, really. they really turned the ball and gave it good flight, I think, which was quite different to our
0: spinners. And for you, do you use, are you using um, the pitch or using the pitch to turn or are you using the, ripping the ball as well, but just a bit quicker?
1: Yeah, probably more my wrist. I don't, wouldn't really rely on the pitch just coming from New Zealand. So I think over there they do use the pitch to their advantage
2: as well. Interesting.
0: Um, I saw a photo with Rowett. How did that come about?
1: Um, we, we just arrived at training one day and he was just, just chilling in one of, I don't know what he was doing really. I was in the changing room and we just got told to come out and have a photo with him. The poor man was getting swarmed with a lot of people so yeah, we just got a photo of him, didn't really talk to him but it was cool to see him, I guess.
0: So he, they must have sent another... There was a very different squad that they sent to Australia. He must have been having a bit of time off. Um,
2: yeah.
0: Those guys are like sort of superhuman in India, aren't they?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: What does he like to deal with? Did you he, did he have a chat with him or...?
1: No, nah, he kind of... He A lot of people were trying to talk to him, so... We didn't really get the chance. We just had a photo with him, and that was about it.
0: So we we spoke. you spoke about uh, the Big Bash. Um, is it going to be all the cricketing associations, and is it over one weekend or spread over three or four days or a week or so?
1: Um, Super Smash is... It's spread out over the end of December. January type thing, and played it all across the country. So we have a few home games and then a few games that we travel to. But, yeah, it's all the associations. So we end up playing everyone at least once and some twice. So, yeah.
0: Where's the coldest ground you played at?
1: Probably University Oval down in Dunedin. Yeah. Dunedin's quite cold. Might need the vest for that day. (laughs) For those games.
0: Look, I I think we'll leave it there, hey? Um, Thank you very much for sort of taking the time out of your busy schedule uh, before having to head back to university. And um, if give us a couple of tips if you're a young, up-and-coming female cricketer, what you would recommend for them.
3: Um...
1: For me, when I was younger, I think just having fun, I guess, and not taking it too seriously. I think I did that pretty well. I just try to have fun, and I've definitely learned that over the last few years is just have fun, and that's when you'll play your best and have the most fun, I guess, and do do well. And also just to train hard, I think you're not gonna you're not gonna be amazing at cricket if you don't work hard. so I think. Yeah, that's a big thing. And listen to your coaches. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely a big thing for me.
2: <laughs> I
0: was just yeah. going to ask, and I know you said it earlier, um, you sort of like you like being aggressive, like playing the shorter format. Um, do you, have you ever had the chance to play two- or three-day cricket?
1: No, I don't think. That, that's not really a thing in New Zealand for women. So we don't. The longest we ever play is a one day.
0: Fifty overs. Yeah, fifty
1: overs. Yeah. Cool.
0: Um, look, stay on the line. I'll, um, I'll, I'll just finish this off. But uh, Osh, thanks for coming along. And uh, for those that don't know, um, Oceans, uh, my eldest niece, uh, based in New Zealand. Um, so it's been a real privilege. I've been badgering her to have a chat. They come on the podcast, but yeah, I think for all young female cricketers, no matter where you are, um, you know, make sure you have fun. Uh, That's not too serious, and that you, if you're gonna if you're gonna play, work hard. It's a bit like going to school or going to university. You know, study hard, work hard, play hard, enjoy it, and really listen to your coaches. Um, they they do have a lot of really good points that um, you can take and apply to both cricket and probably in life as well. So thanks Osh.
3: Jack.
0: Hey team, thanks for listening in today. Uh, Ocean's you know a great young lady and is working hard, playing hard, but enjoying yourself. And those are the three takeaways that I took. Uh, from my conversation with her I think as adults they're really good lessons you know to take on board work hard enjoy yourselves be happy and when you're going to do something do it properly Um, yeah lessons for life really if you've enjoyed listening to the episode today please like it give us a rating and you know If you could subscribe to the podcast, that would be fantastic. Share it with anybody who you think would enjoy listening to what we've done here today. And I just want to get the word out there um, and share what we've done. If you would like to donate to either Brave Mind or Head for Change, they would really appreciate the support. And um, yeah, I am going to sign off now. Um, Thank you for stopping by today. Thank you for giving us your time. Um, My name's Craig Bartlett. I'm really proud to be supporting Brave Mind and Head for Change. And you've been listening to the 2022 and 2022 Challenge podcast. Have a fantastic Christmas and a Happy New Year.